listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? This is the Road what? to Omaha Podcast presented by Apollo Media. I'm your host, Stoney. I'm here with my guy, Dez. We're here to talk about some college baseball. We know that Major League Baseball started this past week, and opening day was a frenzy on Twitter, and everybody was excited. But let's not forget about where we started this year in 2021. We had college baseball on the TVs, ESPN+. Plus. We're just buying things left and right, subscriptions, trying to watch college baseball, and then all of a sudden Major League Baseball comes in and tries to steal all the thunder. We're not going to let it happen. We love our Astros. We love our Major League Baseball. We're here for college baseball today on the Road to Omaha podcast. Make sure to follow on Twitter at Road to Omaha pod. Des, how was your weekend? Did you get any college baseball in? I did. I got to see um, some games throughout the lull of the uh, Major League Baseball starting, and it was it was really good. Uh, we saw some competitive games throughout the weekend. And um, as we gear up going into mid-conference play, I, I just feel like um, the season's finally about to start. We're starting to see teams uh, round into form. Uh, teams that need to get into form and uh, there's no other uh, there's no other way to do it than now because the the the, talk, the clock is ticking because uh, if you look up Omaha's in the past two right by yeah for sure and starting off with that number one spot in Vanderbilt they, they look like a very good team and it appears that they don't have a Sunday problem this week because they didn't play on Sunday so they they swept LSU they scored a lot of runs. LSU. Who doesn't. isn't sweeping LSU at this? Yeah, point? at this point, LSU is right at the bottom of the SEC. Missouri, Texas A&M, all three of them—they're all just down there, wallowing, wallowing away in their sadness of baseball woes. And Vanderbilt—they look just as good as the last few weeks. There's, there's no more to talk about until they throw another no hitter, a perfect game, or something stupid. Kumar, Lighter, whatever. It is—it's Vanderbilt at this point. It, it's to be expected. Um, now in, in the top five, we had, we had some things shaking and moving the number three spot. Ole Miss played Florida. Yikes. Yikes. I, I mean, you just hate to see that you, you can't, you can't be excited when Ole Miss loses a series, but it's just, it's painful to watch on Twitter. People are having meltdowns and overreactions left and right to a team that had previously looked very poor last weekend against uh, South Carolina. Florida comes in and beats Ole Miss, the number three team in the country. Florida looked like Florida again, and I've never been more confused with college baseball in my entire life. I guess Florida heard us talking talking crap about three weeks ago because um, since then, they're playing possessed. And I know I stood on my ledge last week and was beating my chest for Ole Miss in those in those beautiful jerseys they rock um but one and two losing four to one they won the second game eight to two and then lost six to five so obviously that rubber match was a, a close close fought game but i mean at the end of the day it's a series loss for old miss and a series one for florida um i it was it's impressive it's impressive when you beat the number three team in the country uh, at home uh obviously but damn that was a good weekend for florida yeah, the Gators definitely heard us talking about the potential fraud or not list coming this week. And for one more week, they, they're staying off that potential list. And Ole Miss, 
you're one week away from being put on that list of where we oh, discuss if you're fraud it. or not. Stop what? it. That's Are, your bias. No, no, That's no. your bias. So That's Des, your bias. Des, we're two weeks away from that. I'm, I've mistaken. So next week is not the Ole Miss-Mississippi State series. But if Ole Miss loses two more series in a row, I'm going to have to put them on that discussion board. That's all I'm saying. In two weeks, we'll, we'll, we'll re-meet back here in two weeks, and we'll talk about Ole Miss if they – they continue to mess up if they continue to chug along and they're they were i guess they went two and one so they're 23 and or they're 22 and eight overall that's not a bad record at all that's a top five team in the country they're very good they're an sec caliber they're they're nuts they're very good but in two weeks if they keep shit in the bed i'm going to put them on the frauds list and nothing can stop me you're a madman. You know that? You're it, an it, absolute madman. You know how people see red when they get angry? I see maroon, and all I see is the powder blue and the red jerseys, and it, it irritates me to no end because of their TikTok. Their I get TikTok it. is just the most infuriating thing I've ever seen, and I, I, won't, I won't hold back about their TikTok. Their baseball team, however, I'll hold back for a few more weeks, but their TikTok is it's rambunctious. It's the best thing about college sports, right? And uh, I'm glad. Thank you for not starting the show off with uh, the midweek hassle that I had to go through because midweeks don't matter. Uh, Texas versus Texas A&M. A&M did win. Uh, Texas obviously is the number five team in the country. was more focused on the weekend series, and uh, that's all I'm going to say about that game. So, uh, But the rivalry part of it is always fun. It's always fun to, to, to talk shit with your friends in the group messages and get on Twitter. And uh, man, were the people giving it to me on that uh, that midweek game? Yeah, I, I apologize for part of that because I I put some things out on the Road to Omaha podcast Twitter at Road to Omaha Pod on Twitter. Make sure you follow. And I I didn't say too much. I I tweeted the first home run because it was a piss missile. The first solo home run from Texas A&M, and at the end of the game, I've never seen someone throw a horns down more aggressively and so more aggressive. violently so than violent. I had on, was it Wednesday night, Tuesday night, whatever Tuesday it was. Yeah. And I saw it that night and I, I didn't tweet it until the next morning because I had to process how violent the horns down was. And listen, Texas A&M, buddy, not good. You can't lose the Missouri like that. After beating more, Texas. Their season, their season was Tuesday. I think I could I could say that I could be on the ledge. It, it felt like a super. Um, Bluebell Park was popping. The crowd was rambunctious. The guys uh, were. It was a war, and um, the aggressive horns down. I mean, I get it. Like, I, people get all up in arms about the horns down, but like, it's like if you don't want him to do it, don't let him strike you out. Don't let him win the game. Just like if someone says, "I hate when people, you know, pimp home runs." Well, don't throw a a cock high fastball and let the guy hit a 500 feet off you like uh do something about it so i had no problem with it i know it was like kind of turning on twitter because it was super aggressive but man i just love i love this game i love the sport and how competitive it is and the rivalry aspect um is always so fun even though we were on the the wrong end on the, a midweek that didn't matter I, I agree because it's an SEC and a Big 12 team playing against each other. Those games don't matter in the end because it, it might help your RPI. It might hurt your RPI, but 
RPI is a myth. It's a legend. I don't understand RPI in any way, shape, or form. It may mean something in basketball, but for baseball, it fluctuates so much that Mississippi State beat a team, I believe, 21 to 3, and they lost 40 points in the RPI ranking. So that doesn't make sense to me if you score 20 runs and lose points in the RPI. So RPI or not, Texas lost a midweek game that didn't matter because they ended up sweeping on the weekend against Kansas. They looked really good. They scored a lot of runs, and you can't complain about a sweep in conference play. You can't complain about it. No, not at all. Um, I, I I was really excited to see the boys um, bounce back the way they did. Obviously, it was Kansas, no disrespect to Kansas. Uh, but losing a rivalry game, losing that that game, that kind of means – it means more in a way that it's your rival. And then to um, bounce back that quickly and get the sweep, I mean, that, that, that means the boys are – and Pierce got them uh, – and Tulo got them boys uh, focused up for, for this weekend because it, it can go sideways. And we talked about it last week, talked about it before, how um, you drop one series uh, or you drop a midweek that you, you kind of, you know, kind of walk through. Things to get sideways quick, and uh, that goes from your perfect um, your perfect position in region and in, in the regionals and uh, supers to get to Omaha, and then now you're you know now a two or three seed. You're not no longer a one seed, and now it's now it's a tough tougher sledding. So um, I like to see them see them bounce back because uh, a lot of other teams in the in the top twenty five didn't. Yeah, speaking of rocky roads over in Lubbock, Texas Tech. Buddies, what are we what are we doing here? Seventeen to one win on Thursday, I believe, against Kansas State. Doing what you should do against a, a lesser opponent of Kansas State. No disrespect to them, but Texas Tech is a wagon, and they should be doing that to teams. They ended up losing the next two. They lost the series. The next two games were seven to two and ten to four, so not particularly close. And that's that's not good riddance on a Texas Tech team that did not look good to start the season and is now having a very bad series against Kansas State a team that obviously showed that they could handle on fr- uh, Thursday night, but ended up losing the series. It is, it's dumbfounding, a number four team losing like that. And we've seen it week in and week out this season where chaos is happening in the top five and people are losing series, people are getting swept. It's very confusing, Des. We talked about it off air. Um, it's, you don't want to be in that three, four spot right now. It seems like a, a losing series is going to follow you wherever uh, you fall on that. Um, we saw Mississippi State, we saw this week Ole Miss and now Tech. Um, Florida even. Florida as well, yeah. So it's 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 almost like, hey, keep me out of the – put me at one or two, and if you're not, keep me at five or six because that three and four spot right now in the country is uh, kind of a kind of little curse, a little snake bit. Yeah, so I'm assuming Texas Tech will bounce back. They're a good team. They're a good co- – well-coached team, and it's a hiccup for sure. But if it happens again next week, then it's not a hiccup and it's a uh, crack in the road and your tires might be falling through the earth's core because what's going on in Texas Tech if they lose next week? Now, getting out of the Big 12 over in the ACC. I don't like it. I don't like what I see in the ACC. Georgia Tech, number six. I don't know how Georgia Tech got to number six in the first place, if we're being completely honest. It must be the triple option because I have no idea. I have zero, zero clue. If I have my notes here, let's, let's look at last week's notes. Georgia Tech was number 11 last week. Correct. And, and now I understand Mississippi State got swept and went from three to eight. 
but Georgia Tech only beat Duke. They won the series two to one, but Georgia Tech has nine losses before this week had started. And then they play a Virginia team that most people thought was going to be very good in ACC and ended up losing the series in two non-close games. And the first game was six to five, a very close and winnable game for Virginia. They could have swept Georgia Tech. Yeah. And the Yellow Jackets would have been in deep waters, especially in my personal rankings that I never actually write out. But it, they're in my head, and I, I think about Georgia Tech and the ACC a lot because of how fraudulent I think they are. Yeah, I mean, we've touched on it, the ACC and everything. In Virginia, I think they're 6-12 and 12 in conference play or something incredibly bad. It's, it's not great. And um, Georgia Tech, I mean, I just don't get it. I, when I saw that they were the number six team in the country, I just wasn't paying attention this week with everything gearing up at Apollo. And, and I saw that, I was like, that doesn't really seem right. Is that, you know, a typo by D1 baseball and all everyone else? And then to see them lay an egg and not even other than the Friday night or excuse me, Thursday night game, close game. Um, the other two games weren't even close. Um, so yeah. Uh, Georgia tech fraud. What, what you doing there? Yellow jackets. I don't know. I don't know. And then spot right below in Louisville. Number seven, they went two and two this week. One loss against Cincinnati. It was a hell of a game, 13 to 12. They lost. Sometimes you lose those. It's okay. Then they go to Wake Forest, or they played Wake Forest at home. They won the first two and lost the, they dropped the third game. But you won that series, but you went two and two over the week. And if you go 500 every week in the ACC, it's not the same effect as it it was in the Big 12 or the SEC. You're not going to get the same kind of, I guess RPI votes, or I don't really know how it all really works, but it's there and people pay attention to it. And that's not going to help your cause if you go two and two against ACC opponents over the week. They still look good, but there's some questions to be asked about Louisville. And I'm not sure where they're going to sit in the rankings. Are they going to stay at seven? Are they going to move down a spot? Are they going to move up a spot? You got multiple losses in the top six. So there's a lot of moving and grooving in the, the top 10. And speaking of the top 10, UCLA, Pac-12, West Coast Baseball. I don't know what's going on there. What's Fraudulent, going on there? Fraud? 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 We've, we've had them on the fraud or not list before. I believe they were on the initial, the inaugural the fraud inaugural or not list. list. Yeah. And I believe we both said not fraud at the beginning. Just because it was too early on, it was a, it was the third week of baseball, second week of baseball. But I don't know. I, I I don't know. Is is Washington playing good baseball or not? That's I think that's a, the better question because Washington had a, a decent week last week, and now this week they took two of one against UCLA. Um, well, last week a, against Oregon State, Washington lost the series two to nothing. Yeah, you are right. So, so I don't know. UCLA may just may just. I don't they just maybe frauds. They, they might be. They might be. And it's it's interesting to see because we we know where we know where the cream of the crop is, right? We know it's SEC, we know it's the Big 12. We know that's where um the wins matter more and they're gonna be weighted favorably more by by the voters. So like you said, going five hundred ball, these these other other conferences like it or like it or not 
those are going to stand out. And so you, if you're in the top 25 or referred to top 25 and you're out in the pack or you're out in the ACC, you're out in the American, wherever you are, you have to take care of business because if you don't, the top 25 is going to be loaded with the big 12 and SEC teams. It's just that simple. Um, because I, I think those, those, those teams in those conferences are going to hold serve and they're going to split when they get when they, where they can, they're going to um, win series at home that you expect to win. And so they're going to get votes. So UCLA dropping two to Washington is um, we should, we should see them fall quite a bit. Yeah. And, that that'll be their, I guess, eleventh loss of the season. And if you have ten losses in the top ten, you're not going to be in the top ten anymore. That that's just simply put. There's other teams that are better that have less losses and better wins, and they're they're going to pass the Bruins. I'm not sure how far they fall. They were close games that they lost, but you you got to win the close ones in order to win a game. Like you need the W's on the board. It doesn't matter how you get them, but the losses, no matter how they happen, they're still all there. So I'm not sure how much they weigh and everything in D1 baseball rankings, but there's some cause for concern in the Pac-12 outside of our boys, the Oregon Ducks. Which is now, true. Oregon played New Mexico State, which is traditionally not a powerhouse, but they had uh, Nick Gonzalez, I believe is his name, went top seven in the MLB draft last year. They have some guys that are really good. Our Ducks, a little 4-0 sweep, not a big deal. Yeah, boys needed it. Um, they they look good. Uh, I tuned in. Uh, they, their Twitter account is really good at at posting stuff instantly. Um, you know who's you know who's playing some good ball, and I I think we need to give them some more love. Who's that? East Carolina Pirates, four and a week, twenty and seven. Um, beat North, walked off North Carolina midweek, swept Cincinnati. Um, excuse me, they went five and zero this week. So what beat Cincinnati four games and beat North Carolina in the midweek, 11-10 on a walk-off. Uh, boys are vibing. 22-5. and five. They'll be in the top 10 because UCLA should drop out. And um, I, I just I just think they're, they're playing some really damn good ball over there. And they've been playing it all year. And we've slightly mentioned them in a few podcasts. We're like, hey, ECU, look at yeah. them. They're good. But we, we didn't have anything to add to it. Like, we're, we're just like everybody else in that regard before we came to this episode we're talking about east carolina and the pirates are they're having a lot of fun too which i think is hard not to at that school based on all of the twitter videos that have ever come out at partying at east carolina it looks like a rambunctious time it looks incredible if i were to have an alcohol tolerance of a 20 year old again and want to go stay out until 3 a.m that'd be great but East Carolina, the baseball team's got to be living it up right now. They're playing some really good ball, and they're probably having a grand old time in East Carolina. And if they keep this wagon moving, they're going to be in the top five pretty soon with all these losses that have happened. You got Ole Miss, Texas Tech, Georgia Tech. Louisville didn't look great. UCLA was at 10. Like, that's four or five schools that just lost a series while ECU just went 5-0 and over the week. That, that's impressive to play a four-game weekend series and also win a midweek against North Carolina. So props to ECU. Hope to maybe get a jersey from you. Maybe we'll, uh, if we see in cool. Omaha, we'll have it underneath our Texas and Oregon and uh, La Tech and Mississippi State jerseys. Yeah, I mean, I feel at this point, you know, like all the graphics where the the, the media figureheads are like, let's 
let's create the perfect perfect player, whether it be Major League Baseball, NBA, NFL. You know, it's like Brett Favre's arm and Peyton Manning's mind and Tom Brady's um, instincts and stuff like that. Like we're gonna be that in Omaha, but with all these other different teams. We're gonna have like our base, our base teams, our Mississippi State, Texas stuff, and then we're gonna have our our Diamond Dogs, our Oregon, our our new ECU Pirate. Like we're just gonna be like wearing 20 different things and like different wristbands like every part of our body is um for lack of better words for sale to these these college teams and we're gonna rock all their stuff and i can't wait so des i got a story for you so i yeah. grew up a florida gator fan so my grandpa is a gators fan that's where i got it from i don't really know how that came to be i think he became a fan in the 60s steve spurrier whatever i grew up tim tebow watching Joakim noah win national titles all the time and then their baseball team was always really good so it was a lot of fun and when I went to Mississippi State my grandpa didn't really know how to react because he he wants to root for me in my school when he's got a deep tie for 50 years with the Gators and all that so he came in 2018 to Duty Noble Field in Starkville for the Florida Mississippi State series where Mississippi State swept Florida in order to get into the SEC tournament that year they were terrible all year and then they had four really good weekends in a row and it worked out but he bought a Mississippi State shirt at the bookstore before we went to the game and he wore his Florida hat the whole game so he's just sitting there Florida hat when they were up that up to bat and then he'd take it off and he put his Mississippi State hat on when they were up to bat so if we get to Omaha and we have eight teams that were we were behind the entire year or half the year wherever we're at right now I think we just do that we wear our Mississippi State or whatever jersey we got on for that game and then we just rotate hats left and right we're just down we're just vibing right behind home plate you'll see us on tv for sure we'll hold up an apollo shirt so you can see it bright orange yeah that's true i mean i'm in i'm sold yeah i mean i'm very easy to persuade so yes just a rotating hat behind the home plate in omaha it'd be great but a team that we might see in omaha texas christian university horn frogs we mentioned them last week. They're playing really good ball, and they did it again. They scored 35 runs against Oklahoma this weekend, which 35 runs against any any team is incredible. Against Oklahoma, a Big 12 rival who came off a tough loss against Texas last week and needed a, a good bounce back weekend. When you lose 11 to 7, 17 to 6, and 7 to 3, it's not great for Oklahoma. But the the Horn Frogs down in Fort Worth, they're they're playing some really good ball. We we mentioned it last week, and we're going to see them climb up the rankings due to all these losses in the top ten. For sure. I mean, uh, I believe they won nine in a row, six in the six in a row in the Big Twelve. Um, it's just Schloss has those boys going right, and, and we've seen it time and time again. When TCU gets hot, they make these runs to Omaha, and they're a tough out. Um, they're very very tough out. They're well coached. Uh, they have all these kids that. Um, took a opportunity to go to TCU. And I'm not saying that they, they, they probably had scholarships to Texas. They probably had scholarships to, to Texas A&M and SEC powerhouses. But when you go to TCU, it's not like it used to be. They're not some up and coming team. They're, they're a legit, legit, legit D1 program. And um, guys are going there to play and to win at Omaha. And that's the goal. And I've, I've been there. I've seen it. I was, I was recruited there before their runs to, before the perks, before all their runs to uh, to Omaha in the early 2000s or early, you know, late 2000s, 2011, 2012s. Um, 
and I've seen that I've seen that multiply ten times over throughout the last decade. And um, Schloss has those boys just geared up, and and I I think um, people are have been talking about we've been talking about Texas Tech versus Texas, you know, as the the contender for the Big Twelve. But I mean, TCU's right there. Uh, it, it could if we we come back in four weeks time, be like, oh yeah, TCU won the Big Twelve. Be like, oh well, yeah, of course. So it's not going to be surprising to anyone because TCU is that program. They have been that program for um, quite some time, and uh, the boys are just they're just vibing. They're having a grand old time in Fort Worth, and I expect that success to continue on for throughout the season, honestly. I, I think they're a wagon. I think they're going to be really good. I think they finally figured out their pitching, and they have just enough uh, hitting to get them through the season. But one last mention of the top 25 are uh, Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. Diamond Dogs. Big win over uh, UAB. Um, their first win on either Wednesday or Thursday. 16-1. to It's a lot of runs. So good for our La Tech Bulldogs. Diamond Dogs. We, we keep tweeting at you. Where, where's our merch? Where's our We're Bulldog? Here. We, We're here. We get, we'll take a Bulldog. We'll take a Bulldog. We'll, at, yeah, sure. Yes. At this point, we'll take anything. I'll take, a, I'll take a sticker. I don't care. Mascot head. A hat. I don't know. We're Diamond Dogs on this pod. Through and through. Diamond Dogs. Through and through. Now, coming up next, we're bringing back Fraud or Not. And welcome back to the Road to Omaha podcast. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Give a little five-star review. Resubscribe. Unsubscribe. Resubscribe again. Tell your mom to subscribe. Tell your dad to subscribe. Write a review. Let us know how we're doing. Give us some feedback. We'd love to hear it. And uh, follow us on Twitter at Road to Omaha Podcast or at Road to Omaha Pod. You can just search Road to Omaha Pod. It'll be there. Now, Des, we're bringing back fraud or not. I think it's time. We gave it a week's rest, and there was some moving and grooving. Top twenty-five had some had some shakeups over the last couple of weeks, and I have yet to put Mississippi State or Texas on this list. So that's either Could- props to me or non props to me because i'm biased i don't know yet but we'll see after the next few weeks if something happens i'll put either of them on there i don't have a problem with it just something that really needs to happen i think i think that we just need to stop and say thanks for being such a big j journal and be able to set that bias aside when you, you do this list right because uh i'm not saying you deserve an award but if if any of the those committees want to nominate you for that i would totally agree with it because each week you have the opportunity to put any of those teams that we uh we we love and represent on the list and you know if if it presented itself you would so uh big props to you listen i know mississippi state got swept last week against arkansas arkansas is the number two team in the country i don't have an issue saying that they had a bad weekend but i will not put them on the fraud or not list for that individual series now if they had went in to this Kentucky series and just got wiped, then yeah, we're, we're having a conversation about Mississippi state Bulldogs, but you know what they did to those wildcats, they wiped them. So on the fraud or not segment, we're going to talk some, maybe, maybe some frauds, maybe some non-frauds. I don't, I don't know. Um, we're going to go out West. And do you know who take a guess as to what team I am about to present with you, Dev? Dev. Do they uh, reside in the city of angels? They they do, and they're um they're not gonna be the Trojans, so they gotta be old Chip Kelly's Bruins. 
Yeah, Tyler Bauer. You went there one time. Yeah. Yeah, UCLA. UCLA Bruins. I we said it in the last segment. They they didn't look very good. They lost some close games, but those good teams they always win the close games. Or if they lose one, they they don't lose another. And UCLA did not do that. And I'm still holding a little bit of a grudge over UCLA for not having streaming equipment for the first two weeks of the season. So people couldn't watch their games and their lighting issue in the field. It's it shouldn't happen. There's too much money in Los Angeles, and especially in that college. Get it together, UCLA. So, Des, do we have a fraud on our hands on the Pac-12? Look, Washington's two and seven. They're ten and fourteen on the year. They're the bottom, the bottom of the the pack. And you just cannot drop a series like that when you are supposed to be a top team in the country. So. I know I've been lenient. I know I've been very lenient on this fraud or not list, but UCLA frauds. A slam on the table fraud. That frauds. that is a, that is a new development in the fraud or not list. UCLA are frauds. I'm going with you, Des. There's no other way around it. You can't lose to Washington. You can't lose to a series like that. You got two really close games that were both very winnable. One run, two run games, like. You got to win those. You got to win at least one of them because you won big on Saturday. You you have no excuses here. You won 13 to two against a team that beat you eight to six and seven to six. One of those two games you have to win. And if you don't do that, you're absolutely getting that fraud label. And I'm not, I won't take it off until next week. Can you prove me wrong? Because this list has been absolute chaos the last three or four weeks that we have done it. So UCLA, you're a fraud for a week. If you come back next week and you beat the tar out of a team and you score 40 runs, we're going to have to come back and say something nice about you. That That's what I'm saying. Now, over in Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia Tech, the Yellow Jackets. Yikes. That's that's Yikes. all I've got to say. Yikes. Des, are they frauds? Yeah, they are. I mean, okay. look, look. <laughs> We touched on the first the first thing of the top twenty five. You just are they are they frauds in the sense uh, on the season? No, but when you're super inflated ranking and, and where you are in the top twenty five, like you just can't do that. I mean, and it, and if and if it was Texas this week losing to to Kansas, and and then I would have to you know say that Texas were frauds and they if they dropped the ball the way Georgia Tech did, but they didn't. So Georgia Tech dropping two games to Virginia. We're not very good. We're not very good. Frauds. I'm sorry. Virginia, Virginia hadn't been good all year. And we had been talking about it the first few episodes. We were like, hey, what's on going on in Virginia? Because we thought this was a top 25 team all year round. Like we thought they were going to be top 25 through the season. And UVA just didn't have it this year. And all of a sudden they come in and they, they beat the number six team. While we both have said inflated ranking. Not sure Correct. how they got to number six. Ten, it ten was, at best, but it was what? a it was just a byproduct of the shakeup of the uh, of the volatility last week, right? Yep. And so to see Virginia, who's six and twelve in ACC play, and thirteen and fourteen on the year, do what they did at Georgia Tech. Yikes. Um, Oof. And and if we if we want to break out if we break out the stands of the ACC right now, um, chaos. 
it's chaos, right? So on the Atlantic division, there's the cream of the crop, and that's, you know, Louisville and Notre Dame. And we've talked about them. And, and even then, when I say cream of the crop, it's just of the fraudulent ACC. So, like, I, I like, what, what, what do we have? Like, I, I don't know because we don't know what's – last week, Louisville looked really good. This week, you know, they don't. Like, it, Notre Dame's just kind of being consistent. But other than that, Miami has a good week. Do they have a bad week? Georgia Tech is number six in the country. Then they lose a series. Virginia Tech has a better record than them. I, I just don't know what's happening in the ACC. And I don't even want to – I just want to stay away from it. I don't want to touch it with a 25-foot pole. I, I just want to scream frauds and and look back before before regionals happen and, and see where the ACC is because it just seems like every week everyone is just a ticking time bomb and they lose games they shouldn't lose. Yeah, and like you, you touched on a bunch of ACC teams there, and they're all big question marks because we all thought Louisville was that surefire, probably Omaha team, and they don't look like a surefire Omaha team. They, no. they might not even look like a surefire super regional team right now, and that's the problem we have with the ACC. Like I didn't, we didn't lead this off with the ACC, but it has turned into an ACC discussion because it needed to be had, and. There's a lot of question marks. And you said Notre Dame might be the most consistent out of all these teams. And they're consistently going two and two and one and one in all these series. Like they're not winning series left and right. They're hitting a lot of home runs and they wear gold helmets. But other than that, ACC buddies, we, <laughs> we got to figure it out or, or don't like, just go ahead and drop the ball. Try it again in 2022. Like that's okay. We'll let the SEC, the big 12 and the, the pac 12 and, maybe a big 10 team. I don't really know. Big 10's another weird thing. Cause they're not going to play anyone else this year. They're only playing big 10 teams. So we don't know how good everyone is there, but yeah, Georgia tech, absolutely frauds due to your ranking. If you had been number 12, we might not be having this conversation. You might not have been on this list, but they might have just skated by. They, they honestly were, may have just skated by. They were cursed with the number six ranking this week. And for that, we cannot let you slide. So Georgia Tech, figure it out or don't get out of my rankings or stay. I don't care whichever one you choose, but you have to stay consistent. And that has been the exact opposite of what the ACC has given us this year, and especially with Georgia Tech. Now, th this one might be a little too premature, but I'm going to put them on this list anyway because they didn't have a good weekend. All right. You ready for this, Des? Yeah. Texas Tech, Red Raiders, fraud or not? Look, I – it was a tough week for to be a Texas Tech fan, right? Chris Chris Beer, their longtime basketball coach, gets, gets taken away by Big Bad, University of Texas. Little brother gets their favorite toy taken away. Big brother gets exactly what they wanted. And then their baseball team, who's a top – top program and playing very good baseball loses and loses in a fashion that honestly surprised both of us. Right. It, it was a like, Oh shit, Texas tech isn't, they are human. Um, losing to Kansas state the way they did uh, wasn't great, especially after starting off the first game winning 17 to one. But I can't say frauds. It's too early. They've played really damn good ball. Um, and it just may be a weekend. It just may have just been a tough weekend. The ball didn't go their way. 
and um, I can't I can't say they're frauds not yet. Yeah, and, and Texas Tech when you when you win the first game seventeen to one, you expect to win at least one more of those games against Kansas State. Yeah, you're on the road. It, it might have been a hostile environment. I don't know how hostile Manhattan, Kansas, really is in baseball season, but seventeen to one that's that's a 16-1 run win and you expect to win one more and then you lose seven to two and ten to four and as a a fan of a team that had a really bad weekend last weekend texas tech you you can have a bad weekend every once in a while against a a big 12 of a opponent but kansas state isn't ranked they're not a tremendous program in baseball they're not a great team this year and You'd expect a Texas Tech number four team in the country, a perennial Omaha contender, to take care of business. And they didn't take care of business this week. So I'm going to agree with you, not fraud this week. But things can spiral, and we, we've talked about it all all season long. There's a, been a top five team losing every week, I think, for the last three, four, five weeks. Like It's mass chaos up here in college baseball. So Texas Tech, not fraud yet. We'll, yes. we'll put a big yet on the end of that. Now, we're going to stay in Texas. We're going to get out of the Big 12. We're going to talk about Mr. Horns Down, Texas A&M Aggies. Now, fraudulent. Yeah. I, fraudulent. I, I, I don't even have to think. <laughs> I don't even have to think. Fraudulent. Yeah. No, they, they've been weird all year. They started off the season losing, like, what, 21 to 3 or something stupid to Xavier and you can't do that. They won the series, but no one talked about it because they lost by 20 runs in the first game to open the season. The Aggies have been quite confusing this year. They have really good pitching that doesn't pitch well, which is strange because it's, what are we, week six, week seven, week eight, somewhere in there in college baseball. And their pitching hasn't figured it out. And all of these guys are probably four or five-star recruits. They come in from Texas and they come from Alabama. They come from Tennessee. They're coming from all over the place. And you'd expect the Aggies to pitch well. That's the one thing that you can expect year in and year out is that the Texas A&M Aggies are going to have some pitchers and it's going to be hard to hit off of them. Missouri proved that that's a bunch of, that's a crock of shit. Texas A&M losing to Missouri who shout out 11.7 podcasts. Some of y'all listen, um, it's another college baseball podcast. They they got after Missouri on Thursday afternoon, Thursday night, because why is Missouri in the SEC? Why are they still here? Why don't they kick them out? They are awful. They don't have anything to offer. Yada, 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 on and on and on. And then Missouri shut that podcast up and came in and beat Texas A&M pretty handily. So handedly. shout out 11.7. Great pod. Check them out. Um, but Texas A&M, you, you – I didn't even finish the sentence and you said fraud and I'm right there with you. Texas A&M, absolute frauds, absolute frauds. Look, you could throw horns down. You could be pumped up about being Texas in the midweek, but to no show on the weekend at SEC play, you just can't fucking do that. You just can't. So, I mean, I could sit here and spend 45 minutes calling them frauds. I'm just going to be the bigger man and say fraudulent. I'm, I'm right there with you. And, that's it we got that's all we got for the fraud or not segment and maybe next week we we add Ole Miss maybe 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 I don't know probably not but it's always worth a shot and it's always worth a look but any team is up for this fraud or not list week in and week out 
you have a shitty weekend and we we gotta bring you in and we gotta talk about you. I'm a big F word. And it's possible for either of our teams, like we said, Mississippi State, Texas, they are more than able to be on this list. They just haven't haven't shown that to me just yet. We're getting we got really close last week from Mississippi State, but they bounced back. They swept. So I, I can't I can't consciously put them on there. Ole Miss, I'm looking at you next week. Texas Tech, I'm looking at you again next week. Georgia Tech, you're not even going to be on this list again. I don't have any desire to debate if you're a fraud or not or not a fraud. So you're off Louisville. Louisville, maybe, maybe. ACC has definitely been on the list. I mean, as a conference as a whole, they, they may just be on it, perma, perma, permanently on it. Yeah, and, and that's fine. And it, there's been a lot of moving and grooving like we said in the top 25 and it happens to everyone, but don't let it happen to you. We're also, you're, you're coming on that fraud or not segment. So coming up next, we got players of the week and biggest series for next weekend. And welcome back to the road to Omaha podcast presented by Apollo media. If you haven't already follow us on Twitter at road to Omaha pod and at Apollo H O U on Twitter, a lot of good content. Now, if you're an Astros fan or a baseball fan in general, Apollo is pumping out baseball content for the Astros. And there's home runs, there's clips, there's strikeouts, there's memes, there's everything you need to see about Astros and Major League Baseball. Head over to Apollo HOU on Twitter. Great content. And then for college baseball needs, you know where to find us at Road to Omaha Podcast. And if you haven't already, hit the five-star review, write a review, subscribe. All that jazz. It'll be great. It'll it'll pop up right on your phone right as I hit publish. It'll go straight to your phone. And it'll start downloading. You'll be able to listen right as it drops. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. Now, Jez, a lot of great baseball this weekend. A lot of great individual performances of baseball this weekend. So who is your first player of the week? Yeah, I mean, we there's a, there's a lot of people, a lot of... Uh, players that balled out this weekend. Um, this one actually is is really cool. Uh, I got to coach him when I came back from college um, in the summer leagues and stuff while he was in, in high school. Uh, Mr. Jack Rogers at Sam Houston State went four for five with three tanks um, and six stakes this weekend on, on a, a big-time win for Sam Houston. He's been – Jack is one of the best pure hitters uh, I've ever coached. Um, He's a, a lefty that can also pitch when given the opportunity with some filthy, disgusting stuff. But um, Jack is, gets my first nod um, for my player of the week at Sam Houston State. I mean, anytime you hit three tanks in a game, uh, you're going to skyrocket up my list. And to be a former player that I coached and from a great family, um, Jack, congrats. You, you got my player of the week. Yeah, three home runs. Uh, is that good? Heard Pretty that's good. good. Heard that's good. <laughs> Pretty, pretty good. And I heard you got another player of the week there, Des. Yeah, a uh, little, little Seth Longway from Ohio State. Um, Stoney, let me know if you think this is good. Yeah. And they win seven innings pitched, 17 strikeouts, 17 punchies. All right. So I'm, I'm going to do some math here. Yep. Seven innings. There's three outs an inning, right? Yep. Yep. So that, that – 21, if I'm correct there. I'm no accountant or finance major, but 21 outs, 
And you're telling else? me that 17 of them came by the strikeout? By the strikeout. Ah, it's gross. That's that's disgusting. Disgusting. Seth Lonsway. Ooh, gross. Ohio State um, put that out. We we tweeted, we quote tweeted on Twitter, and yeah, I didn't really add much to it. I just said 17 Ks with like six exclamation points because is there anything else to say? No, Seven. just Mr. Lonsway. Just hey, here's my fastball. Here's my curveball. You're not gonna touch it tonight. 17 guys. Thanks for coming. You can take my dub. Absolutely disgusting. So shout out to Seth Lonsway for sure. 17 Ks. Hey, it's, 17. It's stupid. 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 It's it's almost as good as Landon Sims throwing like 40 innings and 30 something Ks. Shout out Mississippi State and Landon Sims. But I got a player of the week for you, Des. Yep. Comes from uh our horn frogs or my horn frogs. I don't know if you like them as much, but TCU, Braden Taylor. Three straight games with a home run, all coming against Oklahoma. Like you said, three home runs in a game, spectacular, incredible, way better than this stat, but consistency is key. And when you're beating the tar out of a, a Big 12 rival, three straight games with a homer, that, that's going to get my shout out. So Braden Taylor of TCU, congrats on those three home runs in a row against o- Oklahoma and keep beating uh, Oklahoma down to the ground because I don't really like them either. I'm not a Big 12 fan, but. I don't really like Oklahoma. I don't know what it is, but Braden Taylor, three straight home or three street games with a home run. Hell of a weekend. Hell of a weekend. I think that was just me being your co-host and the Oklahoma Oklahoma hate is just now osmosis to you. And uh, I'm so happy you said that. Maybe it's the crimson. I think it might be the crimson because it reminds me too much of Alabama and Alabama for football reasons has driven me crazy since 2009. Nick Saban. Congrats. Um, Des, who are your next two player of the week? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna head out west. Um, we're gonna go to Jacob Moulton, Melton, excuse me, four for five, seven RBIs, three bombs for Oregon State. Um, another another hitter with three tanks, another hitter who just I mean just seeing the ball well, right? I mean, anytime you have uh, three home runs in a game, I've never experienced that. Um, that's a uh, pretty damn cool. So, Jacob Melton, Oregon State, seven ribbies, four hits, three tanks um, against Utah on Friday night. So, Jacob, stamp of approval. Congrats, making the list. And then um, our last guy, um, also out west, also our team, um, our, our Oregon, our Oregon Ducks, Mr. Colin Kafka. Eight and a third, two innings, one earned, two walks, 12 punch outs in a win against New Mexico State. Yes, it's New Mexico State. I don't care. It's Oregon Ducks. 12 punchies. We'll take that any day of the week. Yeah, in Oregon, if you're listening, we'd love a jersey or a hat or a t-shirt. Yeah. I mean, or, also or like a mention. I even. Don't care. I'll even do it. I'll, I'll even give a uh, Arnold mission to Oregon as well. Since we're on this Oregon train, Brett Walker in the same day on Friday, six innings pitched, no runs, 13 strikeouts. So the staff was rolling this week for the ducks. Gross. They were, they were, they were lining up some Lobos and putting them down, striking them out and just hey, double digit strikeouts in the same day. Uh, it's a good day for your, your starters. 
And look, if Mississippi State and Texas both don't make it to Omaha or a Super Regional, we're all in on the Ducks. Regardless of what our teams are doing, we're all in on the Ducks. We're getting the green and the yellow. We're going we're gonna to put on the Duck mascot helmet. The, I don't know. I don't know. Oregon, reach out. We love you. We love you guys. We love you. It's, that's all it is. And in stony fashion, I'm not going to have another player of the week. I'm going to have a team of the week because that's, I think that's what I do now. I'm, I'm breaking rules. I'm the host. I, I do what I want here. So if, you, if you're upset about that, let me know in a little review on iTunes or Spotify. So you can tell me and you can be angry about it. Kansas State over Texas Tech. Beating them pretty handedly on Friday and Saturday, seven to two and ten to four. Uh, Kansas State, shout out, shout out to y'all because it's tough to beat a really good team in Texas Tech. Texas Tech is a very hard team to beat day in and day out. And the Red Raiders probably marched up to Manhattan, Kansas, and thought they were gonna beat on some purple Wildcats and have a good weekend, get to come back for Easter and celebrate and have a good time uh, well texas tech you're, you're not celebrating kansas state is celebrating they're having a grand old time they didn't have to get on a bus or a plane and go back home they stayed right where they were and they had a happy weekend a great weekend against the number four team in the country there, there's nothing else i can say kansas state the wildcats hell of a weekend beating the number four team i i love this chaos it that gives us something to talk about week in and week out because what if the top 10 teams all swept? Yeah. Be pretty boring to talk about. It would be. It would be. I and like well, the chaos. So the chaos is great. Shout out to Kansas State. Team of the week, player of the week, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they're on this segment because they can be. Now, exactly. Des, next weekend, we have not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six. But seven top 25 matchups based on seven based on these past weekends ranking rankings. So Correct. by the time you're hearing this, there might not be seven anymore. But as of right now, we have seven top 25 matchups coming up next weekend, April 9th through 11th. Pretty big deal, this. That's that's a lot of matchups. That that's could be there could be a lot of chaos. There could be a lot of movement in these rankings it's going to be very fun so we're going to start with the acc we got number 19 miami versus number 24 pit who you got des do i have to do you i don't have to, have to you don't have to look i i mean who are you taking i'll just want to follow you on this one i i mean what are we doing i think miami's good i don't yeah. think they're great they're good. I think they're good. I think they're an above 500 team, which makes them above average, which makes them good. But are at they? best, at best, at best. They're good at best. They have good pitchers. They don't have good relievers. It's a weird cycle going on. I'm going with Miami because I still don't trust Pitt because they walked in and beat the crap out of Georgia Tech that weekend and then have lost a couple of weekends in a row, and now they're in the top 24. I don't really know. I'm going with Miami. I'm going with my gut. When I wrote this down, that's what I was thinking right off the bat. Okay, so we talked about the ACC, right? And we talked about how fraudulent we think they are. And I, and then we earlier in the pod, we've talked about does Miami have a spring break problem, a perma spring break, right? Because 
they're always in Coral Gables. It's always, um, always spring break down there. Uh, they're on the road at Pittsburgh, so I'm going to take Miami. Uh, but if they were at home, I would be more intrigued because I want to see if our hypothesis sticks or not. But Miami on the road, probably going to win, probably going to sweep. Yeah, and to touch on that perpetual spring break problem that Miami potentially has, they went to FIU, which is in Fort Lauderdale, so still spring break. And then they played Duke at home, still spring break, and swept Duke. So, yeah, spring break might have been on hold for a week, but my I'm taking Miami. So, we're both going Miami there, all right? Next matchup in the ACC, we have our fraudulent Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets versus number 13 Notre Dame, the most consistent, which is strange to say because they're always going one and one and two and two. Uh Notre Dame, right in Irish. They're at Notre Dame. Who you got, Des? I'm sticking with Notre Dame. Um, they're they're kind of the one consistent team that we've been talking about at the, in the ACC uh, that's stayed consistent. And um, I know touchdown Jesus isn't walking through that doors, but they're they're playing good ball. So I'm, I'll stick with Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I agree. They hit a lot of home runs, and if you hit a lot of home runs, that deteriorates your pitching staff's minds so and georgia tech has got to be falling off the rails at this point because i don't know what's been happening i don't know how they got to number six that's that's the one thing that keeps pointing out to me i don't know how they got to six but i'm also going notre dame now staying in the acc last acc matchup we got florida state number 18 they've been playing some really good ball pretty good ball versus number seven louisville who has been playing some mediocre ball battle of possibly the two best ACC teams. We don't know. Tez. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the question is what, what Louisville team are you going to get? It's like the strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like you don't know what Louisville team you're going to get. You can get the team that you expected in Omaha. You're going to get the team that's been kind of spinning their wheels and in this matchup, I it just screams for me not to take Louisville, and then they're gonna go out and sweep. It, like it doesn't matter if I if I take Louisville, they're gonna get swept. Like I don't know what to do. My mind is in a blender with this Louisville team, and I don't know what to do. I know our guy Dalton over at Apollo, the biggest Louisville fan I've ever met in my entire life. Um, we I don't know. Maybe we do a call next week to to figure out what the hell's going on there because this this team just has my mind in a blender. And it drives me insane. So I'm going to go with my gut, and that was to question my Louisville pick. So I'm going to say Louisville. But I don't like it. I don't like it. All right. So theoretically speaking here, if Louisville gets swept next week, we have to have a little Dalton meltdown segment because Louisville, Omaha, there's a big, big picture down the road and you're – Fucking it all up by losing all of these games. So Louisville, you're going with Louisville. I, mm, it's at Louisville, which gives me pause because what's the weather like in Louisville? Are the Florida State Tallahassee boys going to be okay? Is it going to snow randomly in Kentucky? It does that a lot. I don't understand Kentucky weather. It's like the North, but it's the South. doesn't make any sense. I, oh, this is rough. They won eight to nothing against North Carolina. On Saturday, I am going Florida State. I mean, I don't hate it. I don't. Like, I understand why 
you're going with the pick you are. So um, ACC fraud. So it doesn't really matter what this pick ends up being. Like, but would it be would it be surprising if we're here next week recording and like they ended up somehow tying all three games or just like what the what the hell just happened? Or Florida State pulls the whole COVID weird thing and they yeah. pull out like it happens. I don't know. I don't know. ACC is confusing. Actually, the, all of college baseball is a little bit confusing, but some things you can feel a lot better than others. Correct. Moving on, SEC, number 15, Florida. F- Florida will be moving up Correct. quite, yeah, quite sure. a bit. Might be back in the top five. <laughs> Probably back Weird. in the top ten, yeah. Um, versus number nine, Tennessee. This is a great match. I'm really excited about this matchup because I think we're about to see which one of these is a fraud and which one is not a fraud out of these two teams, the Tennessee Tennessee Volunteers and Florida Gators at Tennessee. Des? Yeah. Um, once again, I I think I'm just going to go with my gut. And when I, when I heard and I saw the schedule, and I was like, I think Tennessee's going to win. I think it's going to be a dogfight, but I think Tennessee is going to uh, – to take the rubber match. I think they split Friday, Saturday, take take it on Sunday or whenever they start. I just think I, t- Tennessee's going to win. I didn't see that coming. That that one surprised me. That it, one really surprised, surprised me. me when I said it out loud. It surprised okay. me. I, I'm going Florida. I'm going with my gut. I think Florida had a really good weekend, and they've had a few really good weekends followed by some really bad weekends. And I think Florida's going to finally right the ship and have two good weekends in a row. I think they lose one game, but – I think they might lose Friday night and Tennessee's going to be all jacked up on Mountain Dew and then lose the next two. I think Florida's going to take care of business. I think they're going to go two and one. It's going to be a fun series to watch because I think yeah, I'm excited. whatever team comes out of this weekend has the upper hand on the second spot of the East because Vanderbilt is going to have the number one spot in the SEC, in the East, whatever. But I think this series might determine who comes out of the East in that SEC tournament. It's going to be fun. Staying in SEC, we got number two, Arkansas, versus number three, Ole Miss. Obviously, Ole Miss got beat this past weekend. They will not be number three next week, but they will still be probably ranked in the top ten. So, Arkansas at Ole Miss. Swayze Field. That is who you got. I got to go. I got to stick with my boys, right? I got to stick with Ole Miss, but uh, no, Arkansas is a better team. Arkansas is – 1A, 1B, whoever you want at the number one spot with Vandy, obviously. Arky's going to win. Or, I mean, just – yeah, I don't know. Arkansas is going to win. Arkansas is going to win. Shout out Jalen Battle. He's my boy. Yeah, I, any chance I get to go against Ole Miss, I'm usually going to take it. And I'm going to do exactly that this time, but not because I'm going against Ole Miss because I hate Ole Miss. That, that's, that's where I'm at with this. I think Arkansas hits a lot of home runs, and I think they have – good pitching and if you hit a lot of home runs and you have good pitching you're probably going to win most games now if they had great pitching it'd be a lot easier to take this series but i think arkansas's bats are just they're in flames right now you you can't stop them they hit a lot of home runs but also doesn't terrifying. it doesn't almost seem that Ole miss wants that kind of slugfest game like yeah, i feel miss, like that that kind of it kind of falls better into what they want to do um and the loss of the shuffle, right, is in Arkansas being where they are in the country. Number two is the bats, obviously. But if they go cold one weekend, 
it's not great. I mean, good pitching beats good hitting. And not saying that Ole Miss has has the pitching to, to quiet the bats because I think it's all three games are just going to be shootouts. But thinking further down the road, Arkansas, if if the bats aren't on and you're in a pitcher's duel, I don't think that's where they want to be. So um, that's just a data point for later on. But for this week, uh, I'm going to stick with my gut, which was Arkansas. But I think all three games are going to be I take the over. If you have a if you have a bookie that offers college bet line, I'm taking a pound the overs in all the games. Yeah, for sure. Ole Miss has been matching too, and that's no fault to them. But I just think Arkansas's bats are nuts. You're like if you're scoring six runs a game, you're gonna win a lot of games. And now Ole Miss has been doing the same thing. They've been scoring a lot of runs, six runs a game, and they've ended up losing while they scored five and against Florida and the rubber match. But I just, I believe in Arkansas for some reason. I think it's because I just saw them sweep Mississippi state at duty noble field. And I don't think they're afraid of anyone and Arkansas fans and Ar- the Arkansas, the entire college, they just hate the state of Mississippi in baseball terms. They hate yeah. Ole Miss and they hate Mississippi state. Now, when it comes to Ole Miss, Mississippi State and Arkansas fans, they team up together and they hate Ole Miss more than the other two. But Arkansas just does not like the state of Mississippi, and I think they're going to carry that into next weekend. And, ah, gosh, Ole Miss is good, but I, I I just see Arkansas hitting a lot of home runs, and I can't get it out of my head. I just hear dinger after dinger after dinger after dinger in Duty Noble Field, and I'm, it's easier to hit home runs in Swayze Field. So, that's that's where I'm at with that. I think Arkansas's bats are still going to be hot next week. So we'll see how that goes. I'm taking Arkansas as well. And I hope they beat Ole Miss. That's where I'm at. Big 12. Big, 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 big 12 matchup big 12. here. Big matchup. TCU at Texas Tech. We had Texas Tech on, or I had Texas Tech on the fraudulent or not list. They were not frauds this week. That was a quick hook. I stand up for you for being the big big J journal and asking the tough questions and putting them on that list. So a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people just would have said, you know, a uh, top five team losing um, a weekend series. You know, it happens. Uh, but no, not Stony. Stony's like, hey, we have to ask the questions: Are they frauds or not? So props to you. There was a reason that Ole Miss was not on this list because. They played Florida. Florida's a top 15 team. You lose at Florida. It's okay. You lose at Kansas State, unranked Big 12 matchup. It's probably not okay. So Probably not. TCU, they've been a wagon the last nine games, as you said. They're 9-0, 6-0 in their last six for Big 12. They're, they're moving along. They're moving right along. The Horned Frogs are back on track. Texas Tech, the rails are teeter-tottering a little bit. Who you got, Red Raiders or Horn Frogs? I think this is a uh, situation where an unmovable object is moving an unstoppable force. And you have TCU that's just rolling. They're playing really, really good ball. Um, you have Tech, who was playing good ball, had a tough weekend. And they, they have to win because you can't drop back-to-back series. I just think – I in my, my mind, my mind screams – TCU, but my heart says Texas Tech. 
I just can't see those boys dropping back-to-back series. Um, maybe this was – I think this was – this past weekend was a wake-up call for them. And uh, they're, they're going to – obviously, the game speaks for itself and this matchup speaks for itself. Uh, but there's a little chip on their shoulder now, a little – maybe a little wake-up call. They're cruising a bit. You know, hey, we're, we're, the, we're the guys to beat. We got uh, a big series coming up next week against CCU. And maybe they just overlook Kansas State. Uh, but they cannot afford to drop another series. So I'm going to go Texas Tech. And I'm going the exact opposite way. I love it. Texas Tech, all season long, has played a lot of close games. They've won a lot of close games. And now good teams, they win those close games. No fault to Texas Tech, but when you play close, close games to UConn, and and you lose all three games in that opening weekend and in Arlington against SEC teams. Now, granted, those SEC teams are very good and same caliber as Texas Tech, but these midweeks game, midweek games, and these weekend series that are not against Big Twelve opponents, they've they've been very close for Texas Tech, and that's a cause for concern because they have bats and they should be hitting a lot of home runs. And they had to walk off UConn with back to back to back home runs that weekend, and True. it was insane. Did a lot of traction on Twitter, like. They're a good team, and they win those close games. But when you come up against a team that's that put up thirty-five runs last weekend, Horn Frogs are coming, and they're they're hungry. I think I think they figured it out. They had a rocky first three weeks of the season. TCU did not look like TCU, and like you said, the coaches got them on a on track. So yeah, I think they're going to march into Lubbock, and they're going to take the series two to one. I I think they're going to have to play on Sunday and they're gonna have a dog fight. And I think TCU's gonna they're gonna win that close game because I think Texas Tech is they might be running out of close game wins. I don't know. That's that's where I'm at with Texas Tech. I think they've won too many close games and that it's bound to happen and it's bound to bite them in the ass. So I'm I'm going TCU. I I I just think this is gonna be a a matchup that we look back and you can honestly say this could have been a super regional. And it's it's not a disrespect to any any other team because we know the chaos of the regionals and supers. We know there's going to be teams that get hot at the right time, and it's just not always the top 25 teams. But when you get two teams like this to play, uh, one as a fan, it's a it's a special appearance because that's what makes college baseball the best sport. Every every inning is going to be a war between these two teams. Each game is going to be a a, a war. It's it's just um, I can't wait to see that these these teams play each other because it's gonna be damn good baseball, just damn good baseball, and both programs um, are hungry. Both teams are capable of sweeping the other team when they're on, um, but I just think it's gonna be a nonstop stalemate essentially until uh, either Tech or TCU emerges as the as the victor. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of 2-1, 3-1, 4-2 games. I, I think that's what it's going to end up looking like over the weekend. So I'm taking TCU. You're taking Tech. Now we're yeah. going to end it with our last top 25 matchup of the week. Number 21, Oregon State versus our team, our university, our number 20, Oregon Ducks. Tez, I, I think I have a guess as to where we're landing on this series, but I'll let you go first. Quack, 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 
Quack. Quack. Gordon Bombay is walking through those doors, and we're going to rally the troops, rally the ducks in Oregon through hell or high water. We're going to get them to Omaha some way, somehow. All Omaha, Omaha ducks. I can't wait to scream that from the mountaintops. I got Oregon this week. Yeah, I, I'm taking Oregon. We're 100% biased in this situation. I don't know why we fell in love with Oregon ducks earlier in the season. I think they had a really good first two weekends, and we were like, hey, and I think this they tweeted team. at us. I think they tweeted at us. That that might be right. I think we tweeted out one of their highlights and they liked it. And I think a few of the moms have followed our Twitter account and a couple of the players have even followed the, the account. And if you haven't followed it already at Rodomaha Pod on Twitter, not a big deal. Um, yeah, we're taking Oregon. Plain and simple. It's easy. Simple. So, let's go ducks. That's all it is. Their track and field team, they might carry their baseball team to Omaha. I don't know. They can run them there. Track and field way, team. Somehow. We're, we're but we're getting the Omaha Ducks there. Look, I all I know is I want that bright green jersey with the Oregon written on the front in yellow, with the the Omaha patch on the left side and the Nike on the right side, and I'm gonna get that damn jersey one way or another. So we're going to Omaha, Oregon Ducks over Oregon State, the Civil War. I don't know what they call it any now because they changed it. Yeah, but. It's- it's hey, Oregon State's playing good ball. I mean, I I know we're we're quick on the trigger there. Uh, no, I mean, the Beavers are playing. They're playing some damn good baseball too. So, uh, I'm I'm ready to see some West Coast late night college ball. That'd be yeah, fun for sure. Because these teams have already played against each other, and Oregon took that series. So Oregon State, they've got something to prove. They've got and something to take back. Each other. They these do. fans and teams and schools hate each other and i know it's oregon you know they're out there chilling vibing riding some waves spoke of some trees it's just a different vibe out there but when oregon oregon state step between the bases and the first pitch is thrown these guys hate each other and this is what i love about college sports the right we just go back to it the rivalries this is this is what they come and, and play for, is this game. So I'm excited. Yeah, and Oregon State came to Mississippi State last year when I still worked for the team. And those fans, they had a grand old time, but they're serious about their Oregon State baseball. So we're getting on this Ducks bandwagon, and we're trying to build that fan base up. And it's going to be a hell of a hell of a series because Oregon State, they've got something to prove, like we said. They've, they've already taken the loss to Oregon. They don't want to do it again. And if you do do it again, F4? Fraud, fraud, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't maybe. know, I don't know. But we'll have to save that for next week. Des, you got any go backs? No, just uh, a hell of a week, a hell of a weekend. Uh, it's it's go time, right? We're, we're in the middle of the conference play. Um, playoff seedings is the juggle. We're seeing it, we're seeing teams fall numerous spots in the top 25. If you have a tough weekend, and moving up numerous spots if you have a great weekend. So um, this is this is not the the stretch point in the sprint, but we're rounding that curve. And so uh, just keep following us, keep keep like, subscribing, resubscribing, unsubscribing, leave a five star review, and uh, we'll keep putting out great content for you guys. Yeah, and it was another beautifully chaotic weekend in college baseball, and I can't wait to do it again with seven top twenty five matchups next week. It's going to be incredibly chaotic, much more chaotic than this past weekend. College baseball, the grind doesn't stop, boys. It it just keeps on going. Major League Baseball may be over there. It may be on the TV. It may be on the iPad. Maybe on the computer. 
But college baseball, they're taking the main screen. They're on the main screen every weekend. We, we got them there. We're watching. We're grinding. We're tweeting out at Rodo Omaha Pod. You can follow me, Stoney, at Stoney Strength. And you can follow Dez at Apollo Dez One. All on Twitter. Hit us up with a follow. We got college baseball pod, uh, content. We got MLB content. Every once in a while, we got NFL and hockey and whatever sports content comes across our feeds and we have the need to tweet it out. It'll be out there. So make sure you follow all three of us. That's another week of the Road to Omaha podcast. Love you guys.